Welcome to Lockdown Listen, a community keyboard's daily delve into the programme archives over the past four decades, and featuring music and conversation with Ian Wollstenholme and some of the organ and keyboard world greats. again. Rather akin to the bus which never comes along when you want it to, then to appear at the same time, so was the case when, following on from his 1997 UK tour, Hector Oliveira made another visit to Britain a few weeks ago, with very little advance notice of the dates. Luckily, I managed to get a few words for Keyview, and we'll join Hector right after he proves that no one sleeps while he's on. <laughs> It's only about a year or so since since your last visit here. You obviously enjoy coming to yeah, these parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to come into Europe, uh, especially the UK. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I just love playing the organ, and I love visiting. <laughs> You're here again to want to, to promote the the range of uh, Rogers and Roland Atelier organs. Um, th I think the last time you were here, these were really just about becoming popular in the UK. As you travel around the world, what, what's the general public reaction to these wonderful instruments? It's, it's, it's getting a great acceptance. Again, I guess the main thing that we need to be concerned is that Roland, even though it has an old name of 25 years already tradition, but not in the organ market. So I just got a beautiful letter today from somebody saying that they have owned other brand or organs and then how much he appreciates his new Roland as seeing that that is where the technology is going. So I think it's uh, finally catching on all over the world. We're, we're going to hear a, a track or two from your uh, your new album in a moment, okay. all being well. Um, let me ask you, how, how long does it take to, to put all these uh, wonderful recordings together? And where does the inspiration come from? Oh, mine, I don't know. It's just like, uh, in, I don't even know what, what you're going to play, but if it is from the last album, the inspiration from Norwegian Woods was something that came from a long time. And finally, I put it together now because I had those special sound effects. Other things like uh, <clears throat> the overture to uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, I don't know. It, sometimes I'm being... Um, uh, the ideas come by other things, not necessarily the music. For instance, Romeo and Juliet, I was watching an old performance by the, the famous ice skaters, uh, Gordieva and Grinkov, which of course he passed away now, and I was so taken by their performance to this music that it kind of prompted me to play this overture. So I get inspiration from different sources. And then, 
as far as how long it takes, uh, it's kind of hard to say. Sometimes I can work for three or four days or something and just perfect it as I'm recording it because I record it in one pass. No dubbings, no, no computers, no sequencers. I just live, you know. And something like uh, Romeo and Juliet uh, did take quite a few takes because there was always a little mistake in the middle or at the very ending. So to do it all at one time, you know. So uh, I enjoy every second of it. So... I don't even stop to think how long did it took to be put this thing together, you know. <laughs> that must be rather frustrating, having to play one beautiful piece like that and get all the way to the end and then just hit a wrong note. <laughs> yes, especially if you got the feeling. And of course, as, as you make uh, 20 or 30 takes, chances are that your 32 take, it does not have the emotional feeling that you had in the first and the second one. And you wish if you could have kept the first or second take and fixed those mistakes, but it's impossible to do it. Not impossible, but the way I like to record, it is impossible. So I just want to do it all at one time and then get get it right, and that's it. And this is one of my claims. When you come to hear one of my concerts, what you hear live is the same thing you're going to hear when you listen to the CD and vice versa. Well, Hector, we've managed to have our little conversation in one take, and I know it's an extremely busy time for you here today. So uh, for the moment, Hector Oliveria, many thanks indeed. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. Oliveira at the Roland Atelier 1890 and uh, just part of the overture to Romeo and Juliet taken from his latest CD. Well here are some concert details for the next few weeks. If you're in the Darcy Lever area of Bolton you might just make this afternoon's Paramount Organ Studios concert at 3pm with Queen of the Keys Frida Hall. On Tuesday evening at the Bolton and District Electronics Society Nicholas Martin at 8 o'clock and over at the Wireholm Organ Society Fiona Yarwood also at 8pm. On the 23rd of June, Blackburn Home Organist Club will present Pauline Burke and Tony Knowles at 8 o'clock, and Brian Hazelby will be in concert at the Top Note Organ Society in Leyland at 7.30pm on June the 29th. Finally, two shows at the start of July, one at the Trafferton District Electronic Organ Society on July the 7th, and at the Southport Organ and Keyboard Club on the 8th, the performer in both cases being Elizabeth Harrison at 8pm. Well, from now on, we're going to take full advantage of Radio Lancashire's action line for our backup information service. A complete directory of details will be permanently on hand, ranging from tuition, instruments, record companies, concert dates and events, and many other topical items which were previously included in the Keyview newsletters. So, if you have any questions or queries about this or any other Keyview, the action line number is 01254 69 
Way back in the early 80s, I recall travelling to the Macclesfield Organ Centre to buy my very first home plug-in instrument. It really was a full day out, the store at the time claiming to be the largest in the North West. Well, following Hector Oliveira's show there, I had a word or two with General Manager Richard Hilmer and asked him how things have progressed since I had parted with my hard-earned cash all those years ago. Well, there's been a, an awful lot of development, there's no doubt about it. Um, organs have become more orchestrally orientated, and I think for a while they lost their way, and um, instead of getting good, deep organ sounds, we were going for orchestral sounds, and uh, I think some people, um, you know, found that uh, difficult to go with, but I'm glad to say now that we're back on track. Um, the, the new organs are available. Um, we get fantastic um, deep organ sounds, we get wonderful orchestral sounds. They are uh, very much a complete instrument, um, and they have changed for the better, I have to say. I suppose that it's fair to say that dealer shows and demonstrations really come and go, but the, uh, the chance to, to, to present a, tr a truly international star such as, as Hector Oliveira must be a, a great honour. How do you become involved in the negotiations, and you know, why particularly Macclesfield Organ Centre if it comes to that? Well, I'm glad to say that, uh, you know, Macclesfield is still thriving. We're very much a specialist business, and uh, we still sell organs, and, um, you know, we're still very much excited by the, the organ business, and we believe there's a lot of potential still, um, you know, in the organ business. Um, so, um, you know, we're very, very pleased to be able to um, have shows such as these and a world-famous world, world famous international star such as Hector Oliveira uh, come and, uh, you know, show off these wonderful new Roland Ateliers to us. And uh, certainly he is stimulating a lot of interest and because they are just wonderful machines. You, you often find that um, manufacturers, okay, fine, Roland, for example, want to display the, the, the top-of-the-range models um, at these promotional gatherings. But, but in the real world, does ordinary Joe public, let's put it like that, actually shell out tens of thousands of pounds on, on, uh, on modern keyboards, Richard? Well, obviously, this is a very, very much a specialist business. We find that uh, people who buy expe expensive instruments have already got, you know, quite um, good um, top of the top of the range instruments already. Um, so, really, rather than shelling out ten thousand pounds in one go, what they're really doing is just upgrading and and paying a difference with a in a in a part exchange sort of sort of deal. So, um, it would be nice that uh, you know that uh, people who are learning to play organs from scratch, you know, would have £10,000 to, uh, to to spend, and obviously it would give them a great ins deal of inspiration. Um, but in the real world, of course, um, you know, most people who are embarking on organ playing don't have that sort of money to, to spend, so um, obviously we cater for um, customers w with, all, with all types of budget. Yes. And I, I suppose that if any of uh, our listeners are here on uh, BBC Radio Lancashire are in the market for keyboard musical instruments uh, like me, they fancy a day out, then I'm sure they'd be made more than welcome, wouldn't they? Well, they certainly won't be disappointed. We've got lots to show you, uh, lots to do. R bring, bring some sandwiches, have, have lunch here, uh, make a day of it. Do come and see us. You, you won't have a wasted journey, believe me. Well, I'll let you get back to your uh, eager throng of, uh, of, of happy uh, customers here now. And um, for the moment, Richard, many thanks indeed.
Band. That's an extract from his latest recording, Wigan's own John Bowdler at the Technics GA3 and the Boston Two-Step. And I hope you were dancing along to that. Well, from Boston to Virginia and the answer to last month's competition, I asked which legendary comedy duo sang on the Trail of the Lonesome Pine in the 1937 film Way Out West. And the answer was, of course, Laurel and Hardy. Well, Jackie will be drawing the lucky winner in a few minutes, so stay tuned. It could be you. And if it is, if you're prize of a pair of tickets to the Bolton Organ Society will be winging their way to you in the next few days. Finally, I've had noticed that the Sue Ryder Summer Show Dinner and Dance, which was to have been held at the Empress Ballroom Winter Gardens in Blackpool on the 3rd of July, has been cancelled. The next major charity dance time will still be going ahead, though, later in the year on Friday the 13th of November. Hmm, note the date, <laughs> when organists will be Arnold Loxham, Chris Powell, Robert Sudal, Jane Hamer and John Bowdler. And that's just about it for this month on Keyview's second birthday. At this milestone, why not put pen to paper and let me know what you'd like to see included in our future slots. BBC Radio Lancashire, Darwin Street, Blackburn, BB2, 2EA will find us, and I'll be back in about a month's time. <laughs> again and welcome to our monthly look at the local organ and keyboard scene. As usual, a pen and paper will be extremely useful as I have some dates for the diary and a competition to win a brand new CD. First of all, though, this month, let's catch a tram up to the Tower Ballroom in Blackpool, where a couple of weeks ago, dancers and listeners alike were treated to a wealth of music from a handful of popular organists, all in aid of the Sue Ryder appeal. First on board the Wurlitzer, then, with an appropriately named promenade, here's Dr Arnold Loxham. Arnold, I, I recall that it must be probably about ten years or so ago now that we recorded a, an interview and you, and you said to me that you'd like to take a little bit more leisure time, albeit, of course, at that time you were extremely busy. Did, did you manage to fulfil that desire? No, it never came about. It's uh, We're always still talking about it, or to keep saying, oh, I think we should start taking it easy at our time of life, but people are still wanting me, and uh, we get so much pleasure out of giving pleasure to other people. So, at the moment, touch wood, says I stretch in my head, we've got health and strength on our side, and so, as long as I'm healthy, I'm happy to keep playing. To sit at the mighty Tower Ballroom World, it's, uh, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, must be, to you at least, rather like slipping on a comfortable old pair of slippers or putting on a familiar old sweater. Do you, do you still get a lot of enjoyment and satisfaction when you sit at the bench? I do indeed, because uh, I've known the Tower Ballroom, of course, and the organ since 1930, when Reg had the original two manual, and the present organ, the three manual one, came in in 1934. And, of course, I heard it many, many years, little dreaming that one day I would play it. And, of course, in 1983, that dream came true when I did 
uh, six summer seasons, and then I did a seventh uh, summer season when I was just working the one day a week. So coming back to play these dances and having made the recordings on it, um, every time I sit at the organ, it, there's still that magic, as though Reggie's looking over your shoulder and is beaming down and smiling, saying, no, you're still keeping it going, boy. How difficult, even for an experienced organist like yourself, is it to play for dancing in front of a capacity audience, but particularly with your back to the audience? Well, I don't find any problems, Ian. I've played in dance bands so many years, and I've played for dancing on organs quite a lot of time. The summer seasons, for example. And, of course, um, I, I took the dancing medals myself, the bronze medals for modern and old-time dancing. So when I'm sat at the organ, I'm doing the dance. Uh, of course, I glance through the mirror, and, you know, um, if there are crowds on the floor, you know you're playing the right tunes. But you've got to have a very, very wide range because you know the most popular ones, but you've got to put the less popular ones in just to please the few. We can hear in the background the revellers enjoying themselves too. Um, what dance is this, Arnold? I'm afraid my It sounds like the military two steps yes, to me. I would agree. What what musical plans for the, the near future do you actually have now on on the, the performing circuit? Well, um, I, I've got a, quite a few church concerts. Those are uh, where you've got to play theatre organ music on a church organ. And believe you me, sometimes it's not the easy <laughs> to think, especially when, as I went to one church, there wasn't even a tremulant on the organ. Uh, and of course, uh, with Christmas coming up, um, I'm always busy at Christmas because I'm one of the few organists that play a full second half of Christmas music. And so we have that, and then in January we're going out to Spain to play for a month, and then we come back, we're up in Scotland playing a dance, and then of course it's the old grind of the concert circuit once again. Back to the routine. But I enjoy it, and that's a main thing. And I think it keeps you well, doesn't it, Arnold? It keeps me well, and also I don't have to do any driving, because my wife Audrey goes with me everywhere, she drives me there and drives me back and never complains. The chauffeur-driven professional musician, what more could we want? What more could you want, Ian? <laughs> Arnold, it's a delight to talk to you, as ever, and many thanks for, for joining me here on Radio Lancashire. I'm only too happy and to all those people listening in, whoever you are whatever you're listening, from me and my wife Audrey, a special God bless to you. Arnold Loxham in conversation with me at the Tower Ballroom. So then let's have a look at the Keyboard Club Diary. On the 1st of December, Trafford and District Electronic Organ Society's guest is Ryan Edwards, 8pm at the Masonic Hall, Westbourne Road in Ermston. On Wednesday the 9th of December, Southport Organ and Keyboard Club will be meeting at Our Lady of Lords Social Centre, Liverpool Road in Birkdale. And to entertain at 8 o'clock will be John Smith. Two concerts on the 14th of December, a Monday evening over at the East Lanks Organ Society, the British Aerospace Canberra Club in Salmsbury, Tim Flint at 8 o'clock, and over at the Leyland and Farrington Social Club Derby Street in Farrington, the Top Note Organ Society will have John Bowdler in concert at 7.30. If you are in the Bolton area, there's a Compton Theatre Organ Show in the form of a Christmas concert. Yes, there's that word, Christmas concert, at the Paramount Organ Studios, Smith's Road in Darcy Lever, on Sunday afternoon the 13th of December at 3 o'clock, and another Christmas show at Bolton and District Electronic Organ Society at the Horwich RMI Club on Chorley New Road in Horwich on the 15th of December at 8pm. Finally, there'll be an organ recital at Manchester Cathedral, 8pm on December the 20th with Christopher Stokes. <laughs> Thank you.
From time to time, I try to include details of new recordings, and as you might expect, many of today's digital organs and keyboards are often at the forefront of those recordings. A new CD, however, issued on the 2nd of November by the Empress Recording Company in Ashford, Middlesex, really is a trip down memory lane so far as the electronic organ is concerned. Here are 25 tracks and over 70 minutes playing time with contributions from Robinson, Robin Richmond, Fela Shawandi, Harold Ramsey, Robinson Cleaver and Reginald Dixon to name but a few. In actual fact, there are several items which feature theatre organ, but the idea behind the release really is to capture an era when the pipeless organ began to popularise the music scene. Have a listen then to Jimmy Smith and his new organolians featuring Harry Farmer at the Hammond Organ. Little Spanish town, Jimmy Smith is New Organolians and Harry Farmer. And the BBC Radio Lancashire Action Line has details of availability and cost, but I have a copy of Organ Contrasts, that's the title of this new CD, to give away in this month's competition. We've just heard In a Little Spanish Town, but for what type of drink is the Spanish town of Jerez famous? So, send your answers on a postcard or sealed-down envelope with your name and address to Keyview Competition, Lancashire Arts, Darwin Street, Blackburn, BB2 2EA. It's BBC Radio Lancashire, Darwin Street, Blackburn, BB2 2EA. And make sure that your entry arrives here no later than first post next Saturday, and Jackie will announce the winner next Sunday on Lancashire Arts. The question just once more then... For what type of drink is the Spanish town of Jerez, that's J-E-R-E-Z, most famous? Now, I mentioned earlier John Bowdler's impending appearance in Leyland, but of course for the past ten years he's been resident in the Tower Ballroom and certainly reigns high in the popularity stakes there. He too was one of the organists at the recent Dance Time event, and I asked John if, bearing in mind the number of younger players to have emerged on the scene in the past few years, had he had any problems musically speaking, that is, with the older patrons of the tower. Uh, yeah, because um, you play the kind of music that they like. Um, because, let's face it, the tower is kind of uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, well, not 70s, but 40s, 50s, 60s music, which the, the age group that come in here, really, uh, for dancing, that's the age group we get, you know. Uh, obviously, the younger generation are not too uh, keen, um, but that seems to like the age generation moving on. Um, but um, it goes with the, the building really because it's a unique building that kind of music suits the building you know and, and I mean even families that come in they walk through the door they think, you can see it on the expressions on the face it's uh, it's eye, eyes are all open wide and it's just a lot to take in when they walk There's nowhere in. quite like it. There's no, that's it. There's one thing I've got to pick up John and that really is that there can't be many organists who've had a Wait for it, a racehorse named after them. <laughs> now, has John Bowdler music made its mark on the uh, the courses of uh, of Great Britain yet? That's a sore point at the moment. Oh, we're not <laughs> talking about that. Uh, every time I announce it's running at a certain place at a certain time, uh, 
it's not one yet. It's um, <laughs> people coming in with the pockets hanging out. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of stick at the moment. Well, you can get it the last laugh. Oh, it will it's win. Yeah. on the door, they reckon, for it's a win. <laughs> like the lottery. Yes, we all know that. Uh, I read somewhere that the the new management um, are, are a little bit worried about the current entertainment policy of um, the previous owners of the, the tower complex. I mean, do, do you? I'm not going to ask. Do you fear for, for your job? But you know, has there been a noticeable? Um, tension in, in the team at all would you say? Um, I don't think so I mean this new management that's uh, taking over it's only been done in the last few months and I think they're just still taking it in themselves yet and undecided what to really do um, but like I said before this kind of music blends in with the, the room mm. I guess know. it's just s simple scaremongering that, that, that crops I, I, up I from time to time. I think that's so um, because um, I don't think rock and roll would go down very well in, in this kind of settings you see out there. I hope they, they hear that comment because it's absolutely true. There's nothing quite like the, the Wurlitzer to, uh, to create the atmosphere for the dancers. D d d let, let's just very briefly talk about um, these sort of dance events, John. D do you find that they're a little bit restrictive musically? I mean, when you're playing in concert, you obviously have free control of everything, but you have such a strict regime with dancing, which, which do you prefer? That's right, um, but there is quite a wide variety of dance music. There's modern uh, sequence, there's old time, there's Latin. Uh, so there's, there's, a, there's a wide range there, and uh, we play for an hour in the ballroom, and you obviously can't get through everything, so there is a lot to go at. As for the future, what sort of musical um, things are going to be happening? Are you, you, you presumably still going to be here? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. And I mean, winter I go around touring uh, with my own Technics GA3 organ up and down the country, and uh, it's a nice, it's changed to come back to the tower and play for for dancing because obviously in winter I play for concerts as well. So it works in well all year round. You, you you come to the tower and you play well not the same music, but um, let, let's see the, the same kind of dances day in day out. And then in the in the winter I play for concerts, different music. So it's a nice change from summer to winter. So all in all, John is a very happy man. Very happy, yeah. Great. Nice <laughs> to talk to you again, John. And thanks to John Bowdler. Also, thank you to those brave people who've submitted cassette tapes of their home playing at the keyboards. I mentioned last time that the standard is quite remarkable, and I think our debut performer proves that fact. Alan Topping has been making music since his school days, largely playing for pleasure in and around his Merseyside home. He's recorded a short but nevertheless enjoyable piece called Stardust Falls on the Yamaha EL90 organ, but uses a piano registration.
Stardust Falls, played by Alan Topping, who incidentally has sent in a handful of contrasting pieces, and I'm sure there'll be time to hear some more on the next Key View, alongside two other amateur organists from Lancashire, Ray Prosser and Dave Woods. For now, I'll say cheerio this month with a piece which John Bowdler played on the Wurlitzer, but for us now switches benches to the Technic's electronic organ. Roll back the rug to 12th Street Rag, and I'll see you again in a few weeks' time. (laughs) 